In the wake of Me Too, Time's Up, and the growing list of public figures who have been called out for sexual assault and misconduct, it can seem like exciting, spontaneous, and satisfying sex is an unattainable ideal. That sex is too deeply buried beneath misinformation, violence, and shame to be enjoyed anymore. And yet, I know from personal experience that that is not true. Despite the odds, people are having great sex all the time, but they don't always get the chance to talk about it. Well, today, listeners, I'm here to change that. My name is Robin, and this is The Peak. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Peak, the talk show about what makes good sex good and what people have learned over the course of their intimate lives. My name is Robin, and today I am joined by my wonderful, beautiful, fabulous best friend, Johnny. Uh, uh, what's that? <laughs> Sorry. Hi. All right. Why don't you introduce yourself? Um... Well, you just did such a good job of it. Uh, my name's Johnny, mm-hmm. and well, I'm 22. Mm-hmm. I am a man, a gay man. Grew up with Robin yes. forever ago. We actually we dated. Were, <laughs> that was I guess that's how relevant. we. Yeah, Johnny, huh? We, we were each other's first significant other, and first my first hand, kiss, first handhold. For me, anyway. Well, I, I guess I had some slutty hands growing up. Cause, really? <laughs> yeah. No, that's okay. Good for your hands. Thanks. Yeah. They're empowered. <laughs> Good. Yeah. That's, that's wonderful. <laughs> um, but yeah, so why don't you tell us a bit about your sexual personality? My sexual personality? Like my profile? Like yeah. what am I? Well, t- what does it say my on, stats? Your, on your Tinder page? Or your grinder uh, page? Oh, girl, Tinder. right now it literally is... <laughs> Um, well, I have it on airplane mode. It's literally, I think, just the star emoji. I don't think I put any, like, <laughs> information in it right now. I mean, that's all people need to know. Well, it's like I had a bunch of shit there, and I don't know. I started getting to the point now where I'm just like, well, what's really important about me, you'll get to know as you, like, talk to me, you know, or, mm-hmm. like, hang out with me. So it's like I'm not necessarily wanting to just give away all the information for free you know yeah that makes sense but how would you describe yourself um if you were introducing yourself to like a new sexual partner or wanted someone to like understand your experience Mm, okay or like where i was coming from or stuff okay sure um so i would say that as far as like a lot of other um Gay men that I know, I probably would have been a bit of a late bloomer because I didn't start dating or having sex or even like really like hanging out with guy like other gay men until um probably yeah sophomore end of sophomore year of um my college so mm-hmm. nineteen or twenty uh, mm-hmm. which I guess for some is really late and for some is like normal. A lot of other people that I knew growing up my age had been aware of themselves and doing things with other boys their age sometimes older like Mm -hmm. um 
probably like 14 I heard sometimes or whenever I would like ask other guys like oh when did you like start like doing it or like mm-hmm. being gay and a lot of the time I would hear like 14 or 15 mm-hmm. um but so I guess I was just a little slow to the game on that but uh once I started I started having a lot of fun so yeah I would say that I very much am just kind of a fun explorative person for the most part where it's just like I'm always open to try new things because I think you know sex is such a fun thing anyways like I feel like it should always just be like fun and if you're not willing to try new things and like experiment and just like figure out what your own tastes and boundaries are Mm -hmm. you know it becomes very sort of like mundane like why bother you know unless you're doing it to have fun and have a good time and learn about yourself and the other persons involved in it Mm -hmm. yeah some of our previous guests have gone into like their many like self-identifier labels that they use they're like i am a queer polyamorous kinky oh. um. <laughs> <laughs> okay well yeah if we're, if we're looking for adjectives to throw around um i mean i would say mostly like gay i mean i you know that um we dated and such yeah. and there I, there might have been a couple of other girls janice lol and um <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> poor janice poor you i feel like no i probably have already like apologized for being like not a great first boyfriend but dude you like you were a wonderful per- first boyfriend we actually like cared about each other and we're sweet and to still each do other. yeah exactly. exactly nah um but i would never s- try to like assault me so like you had that going for you that's true and yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i would say a lot of that probably ties into um, I guess I would just, I consider myself a gay man. I think mm-hmm. that everyone for the most part kind of like, I think a lot of people have probably said this before me and in better ways, but like most people are kind of somewhere in between mm-hmm. completely gay and completely straight. And I think I mostly lean like, I'd say like 90% gay, you know, yeah. incidental heterosexuality moments every mm-hmm. now and then, but nothing that like has been super significant, you know? Yeah. At least not like romantically or sexually. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as yeah, that's orientation. That's that. And then like as far as um, yeah, kinks and stuff. I don't know. Again, it's like I don't think that I prescribe to any like <laughs> particular <laughs> school of kinkdom or whatever. You know, I yeah, I don't necessarily consider myself like a BDSM person. But if someone wants to try like a little bit of like snm or like tying up and blind you know like any of that shit it's like to me it's a a novelty Mm -hmm. that i will indulge in if someone else gets really excited by it Mm -hmm. i can get excited by it but it's not something that um naturally i would go to i would say as far as like what i'm inclined to um on my own and what i would describe myself as is i'm mostly just looking to like if i can vibe with someone on like a um personal level Mm -hmm. i kind of am willing to embody whatever i need to to make the sex work in Mm -hmm. that sort of relationship you know yeah and so i like i guess a lot of gay people will probably talk about like topping and bottoming and blah 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 and it's like i've done both i've enjoyed both um Mm -hmm. i guess that would make me like versatile but again like (laughs) throwing around those sorts of um labels is such like a cliche but just like I don't know. A lot of those self-describers to me feel very like superfluous. Yeah. Um, Especially once you just become like comfortable enough with yourself to like just, you know, 
exist without needing to preface yourself with all these extra things. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, I would say that mostly I'm very, like, accommodating in that, like, if someone needs a partner who is more into, like, topping or being dominant or the other way around or vice versa or someone that, you know is really into having their left foot tickled while they get choked, then like I will do that and have a fun time doing it probably just because yeah. it's always fun to <laughs> You've got do stuff like that. You can reach the <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did. Was that a good answer? Do you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was awesome. I didn't know if that got to what you were asking. I mean, what I'm asking is just like, tell us about yourself. So yes. Okay, great. <laughs> Wonderful. So, my next question is, tell us about your first uh, sexual experience that you had. My first sexual experience. Um, yeah, I was, I think I mentioned earlier that I had uh, started, you know, dating and trying to date and um, seeing guys when I was uh, at the end of my sophomore year of high school and the first boyfriend that I had, you know, about, um, mm-hmm. we've talked about Cole a lot, obviously. So like yeah. people don't need all the tea on that. For sure. But <laughs> just what you're comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, I would say that like a really big part of that relationship and especially when one was as wild as that one was, what would keep me there was that the sex was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first boyfriend that I had ever had. And so it was the first guy that I had ever had sex with. And so our very first time, um, I think fooling, when I think of sex, it's like, I know that sex is defined differently for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But just like in my brain, what was, what the word sex and like the idea of like, we had sex to me entails penetrative sex. And so like one way or another, you know, Mm -hmm. and then like, to me, like, hand stuff, mouth stuff, all that to me is fooling around. Mm -hmm. And in my brain, it's just easier to kind of keep it separated that way. So it's like me and um, my boyfriend were fooling around. uh, Yeah, end of my sophomore year, like right when school was done, we had started hanging out. And then um, about a month or so into that, uh, I was helping him move his stuff out of his apartment because he was needing to move from one apartment to a new one. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we had gotten a truck of his friends and we were unloading all of his stuff from his apartment, loading it up into the truck. And then when we had cleaned out his whole apartment and his bedroom and like the floor was completely bare, mm-hmm. um, we just started, it just started happening, you know, mm-hmm. I, we were walking around doing something. I think we were looking around and double checking to make sure that we hadn't left anything and then we both kind of got back to the living room at the same time and just started making out. And then it kind of just happened right there on the, <laughs> the hardwood floors. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty fun, I would say. It was uh, a very uncomfortable. So like my first time, I guess, having sex would have been bottoming. And so that was like, I don't think any gay person really like enjoys bottoming their first time they like experience it just because it's such a different feeling than what you had ever been used to before Mm -hmm. like you know it's such a different feeling and so it takes a lot of getting used to so even the first time if you're you know really you know pacing yourself and stuff which you know we were Mm -hmm. it still was just a very like foreign object (laughs) (laughs) for a while and that's just I think how it is with anyone that's having to like receive a person into them (laughs) 
Uh, so that took a little getting used to, but I wouldn't say that it was a bad experience. I'd say it was pretty good. And I liked, again, the novelty and the fun and the fun story of mm-hmm. empty apartment. We just moved everything out, had sex, and then moved all of his stuff into the new apartment and had sex. Mm-hmm. So that was my first time, I'd say, and uh, what I would consider to be my first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have pretty fond memories of it. Yeah, That's good. Yeah, from what you say, it sounds like a really positive first experience. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what was good about it? Um, I would say at that point, because we were still pretty new to dating, there was kind of a, um, and because I hadn't ever been with anyone before, and I had mentioned that when we had first started, the first time that we hung out, and then we started making out, and then we started fooling around, and then, you know, he asked, like, oh, do you like topping or bottoming? And I said, well, I don't know, because I haven't done any of it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, like, the first time that I've, like, gotten this far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we had had a conversation about that. And he was actually pretty chill about being like, let's not rush right into sex if this is the first, you know, encounters that you've had with this. You know, if you want to have a good time, it's probably better if you just, like, feel comfortable with me and, like, we get to know each other a little better. Mm-hmm. And I was totally fine with that. And, you know, that was kind of how it went down. And so I think that was part of what made the first time so good is that it was kind of like a reaching a landmark of trust, I Mm -hmm. guess. And it's like, I'm not saying that every time that I like have felt a connection to someone, it was because I waited to have sex because it's not true. Mm -hmm. I just think that it was nice to have someone that was being really patient with me and really was like willing to wait and establish that trust. That's cool. Yeah. Okay. My next question is, tell us about your best sexual experiences and you don't have to limit it to one story but if you have one that stands out from all the rest (sighs) best that's tricky um i would say okay the one that still sticks out in my brain after so many years is um same boyfriend but it was a bit later into the relationship when we had gotten used to each other and stuff there was a point when he had some friends crashing at his apartment and so they had set up some uh mattresses on the floor for them to sleep on (laughs) because it was Mm -hmm. not a big apartment and like the couch wasn't big enough for two people to sleep on Mm -hmm. so they had set out a mattress on the floor and um made some space and uh they had just left to go back to Stillwater or whatever that morning. Mm -hmm. And his roommate was out of the apartment at school, but um, me and him just had the apartment to ourselves at that point in time. And so it was kind of nice and kind of naughty to just like be there in the living room, Mm -hmm. like fucking on at first that mattress. And then it was just kind of like all over the living room, all over the furniture, just like, God, I hope that like, his roommate never finds out that, like, this was happening on, like, the couch that they all, like, communally, like, <laughs> talk and, like, eat and hang out on. Yeah. Because it's just, like, God, yeah. Um, and then uh, towards the end of it, um, when we were both coming, <laughs> like, <laughs> he ended up coming all over my face. And I have my eyes shut really tight because I was, like, I know that it fucking hurts to get cum in your eyes and I don't want to experience that. Mm-hmm. But, like, my eyes were already closed anyways, but, like, I felt <laughs> come on my face and I was like, okay, well, my, now I can't open my eyes or else it, my eyes are going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so I was like sitting there and then like we were both done. And then I was like, okay, can you please guide me to the bathroom so I can wash off my face? Because I can't open my eyes or else Cum's going to get in them. And he was like, oh shit. Okay. Like, <laughs> sorry. That's funny. Yeah. Um, so that was one of the better ones just because, I don't know, it was very like, I guess we were both just in the right mood and it was just kind of like crazy monkey sex mm-hmm. for like a good like 40 minutes and then yeah and then just fun ending and then just like funny story at the end you know it just like it had all the things that i liked like the really good sex like something different about it like there was a mattress on the floor so it was Mm -hmm. like all over the place yeah and you could be really like bouncy and fun because everywhere was basically (laughs) like a squishy place yeah also kind of why i liked that blanket fort room that i had for a while (laughs) yes but um Maybe that's what inspired it. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was fun. And then it had a funny little like thing at the end that kind of put a bow on it. So I think that has always stayed very memorable in my mind. I would say another experience I had of like really good sex was with um this other guy that I had been seeing about like a year ago. It would have been, I think, last summer around like this time mm-hmm. or last spring. It was towards like the end of school. I was seeing this guy that again was just like, it's very funny. Like I have had a lot of hookups with like a lot of different like random people and like they've all been pretty fun and like Mm -hmm. had different things like happening with them. But like the memories that always stick out to me are when it's a actually like person that I like feel like a bit of a, you know, connection with, Uh you know, just because I feel like that's probably the case for anyone. But the even if it's not necessarily the best like you know, stroke game or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you'd call it that. But if so, it is not the most masterful fuck. So, yeah, that was so stupid. I just said stroke game. Anyways. <laughs> um, even if they're, like, not necessarily, like, the best at fucking, like, one way or another, um, it's still, like, nice when it's, like, they're clearly, like, trying and they care a lot. Mm-hmm. And so, like, this guy that I was seeing, like, last spring... Um, was just, like, really, really, just, like, a really sensitive guy. We both, like, got along pretty well. And, like, I don't know. The sex was always just very, like, he would kind of ask, like, can we, like, do this next? Is that okay? And it was just, Mm -hmm. like, not something that I had, like, been used to, like, having someone ask me in a while. And so it was just kind of nice to hear that little bit of, like, consideration. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. It can be really fun to just, like, be really like rough with people or have someone be really rough with you and like not necessarily always have to ask but like yeah sometimes it's just you know it was surprising and a little bit like endearing to me to like hear that little consideration of like oh like is it okay if we like do this mm-hmm. <laughs> like like because in my brain it's like yes obviously <laughs> like <laughs> so it's nice hearing someone take a little bit of like a consideration mm-hmm. or like there was another guy this past I guess it would have been last summer now. So, God, maybe, no, it was, yeah, last summer. Um, that guy from Colorado. Yeah. You remember him? So he was really nice. And, like, he, uh, I think that we had talked about some of the stuff that, like, I maybe, like, had some issues with him, like, where it was, like, he only ever wanted to top and, like, never, ever bottomed, which mm-hmm. was just, like, to me, it's just, like, one i it's like i guess people are allowed to have preferences you know but um at the same time it's like i personally feel like you don't really know what you're doing as like a top or a bottom unless you like 
have been the other role before like you get better at it when you've been in the other position and you like know you know what's going to feel good and also just like to me it's like if i'm seriously considering dating someone and having a significant relationship with them there has to be flexibility in bed and there has to be you know a sense of fun and so when someone is kind of like stuck in one way and they don't want to change it becomes very you know it kind of feels like you hit a wall Mm-hmm. but um at least with him it was like and he like didn't ever want to like give head he only wanted to get it mm-hmm. and so it was just kind of one-sided for a while but i think it was like as he was getting to like me a little bit better um he ended up liking me a lot actually but so yeah. i think it was like evidence of that was whenever we both came back to norman and we're like staying here for a while he started trying really hard to he still wasn't into boning but he was like starting to do things like try really hard to give me head even though like it was horrible but like he was still like trying so hard i was like i can't be mad like this is just like cute and nice (laughs) that's sweet (laughs) yeah so just like i think little things like that where it's just like someone is like clearly trying to like make this a good experience for both of you Mm -hmm. yeah i definitely agree with what you said about um like versatility exactly like sexual empathy i think that's why i think and for the most part i think that gay people are just not entirely straight people have a lot more fun when they have sex just because there's a lot more freedom and a lot more fun to it i feel like Mm -hmm. sometimes straight people can get very like caught up in sex is one way or like Mm -hmm. men and women act one way during sex you know when it's like there's so many other options available to you and they can all be so fun and different and you just have to try them to find out yeah i like that Mm -hmm. so you were talking about uh communication with one of your partners and how he always asked like "Ooh, is it okay if i do this what about this um, and how you liked that, but you also enjoy sometimes like, like someone being rougher and just like taking you. And I know that that is, um, that conversation about like, like organic, like animalistic sex versus like, oh, is it okay for me to kiss you on the cheek? Well, can I kiss you on the mouth now? And people see this, like, like this harsh dichotomy between like, just going for it and like getting an ounce of consent. I think it's just a it's when the mood strikes you, you know, I think mm-hmm. that you totally have to have both in your arsenal and you have to be ready yeah. for both and be able to adapt to both depending on what your partner needs mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. I guess. Um, so how do you communicate in those different situations? Is it a body language thing? Is it an eye contact thing? Is it just rolling with the punches? I would say it's 50, 50, 50. Like, okay. <laughs> uh, I think a big part of it is honestly, yeah, like chemistry and body language and like how you've been like reading that person all night before you like get into that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you kind of like do talk about it with someone beforehand if someone's like, so what kind of like stuff are you into? If like someone wants to bring it up. Usually I would say like, in a situation where I would just be like, not necessarily looking for a hookup or an FWB or like in a situation where I was dating. So like when I was dating that guy or like when I was dating the guy from Colorado, mm-hmm. um, in both situations, it was like I had at some point mentioned, I think our first times were usually pretty like paced well and like, I'm going to like do this now. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Like usually I feel like guys with me are pretty good about like, 
communicating what they want to do. I don't know if that's like a vibe I put out or if I just have good senses on which guys are not going to be assholes, you mm -hmm. know? But um, I would say a lot of the time it starts out with like everyone involved being really like patient because I try to be too, especially if I'm topping. I like mm -hmm. try to be very like, is it all right if we do this now? Or like, do you need more time to like relax or whatever? And you just want to give people time. And then um, you eventually just start to learn to read people better. Like I said, it's like you like have more experience. So like usually you start at least I try always to start out that way and if it's like that person is kind of like seeming impatient like yeah just get on with it then it's mm -hmm. like I kind of know that I have the green light to kind of just like go with it yeah you know and I think it's the same way for other people with me where it's like if I haven't explicitly told them like yeah sometimes you just kind of want to get fucked like <laughs> just really fucked like yeah. <laughs> there's that whole I think Charlotte has like a monologue on like sex in the city where she's like, you know, you just really want to get fucked, just really fucked. Like <laughs> sometimes you get into that mood. And so I think it's just mm -hmm. like people, um, if you let someone know ahead of time, like sometimes that's how it's got to be. Mm -hmm. Like they know and then they know to look for that. And so when they read the body language, then they know, okay, now it's party time. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like the way that you explain that as just I think of like it, a paying attention. Thing. It really is. I think it's just a lot of, I think a lot of good sex is honestly, and like a lot of like learning to do that and learning how to like pace yourself and learning what the other person needs. Um, I think that if you're not super experienced, it's really, really good to always, always ask before everything. And then I think that the more sex you have, especially if it's with the same person, you just get better at reading them. And so you don't necessarily have to ask obviously if someone like says hey hang on then you stop but like mm -hmm. most of the time if you kind of get into a rhythm with someone and you start to like really like feel that organic thing where you're both on the same page a lot of the time you don't need to and you can just really like get into it mm -hmm. yeah i totally i think it always has to come from a place usually of understanding that first though not just jumping right into being aggressive with someone because i think mm -hmm. it can not let them get relaxed and they you know the whole situation just gets kind of tense. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what you want. No. You want the opposite. Exactly. Smooth, baby. Real smooth. <laughs> smooth, baby. Real smooth. <laughs> Do you have any other um, fun or exciting stories you just want to throw in for the sake of it? Do you want to hear about my experience with the twins now? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I figured that might be what you were asking. Um, yeah, so I not at the same time. I had to clarify that earlier when I mentioned it. Yes. I well, That would have been wild. That's like some crazy ass like porn story stuff. That's the image that came to my mind. I was like, whoa, Jonathan. <laughs> no, I don't think most twins IRL would be like super into that. I think that pretty much is a fantasy that exists in the minds of people who don't have identical siblings. I figured as much like. Yeah. Um. And it wasn't necessarily something that I was, like, gunning for either. Because in my brain, I was just like, oh, God, that'll be weird if they both find out that we've all kind of slept with each other in a way. So I just, it wasn't something that I advertised. But, yeah. So there was one guy and I started hooking up just because it was like, eh, you're, like, in good shape. And, like, we both are, like, attractive people and, like, are both really horny right now. So, like, mm -hmm. let's just, like, start hooking up and being FWBs. And so, mm -hmm. like... That was happening for a while. And then the last time that we hooked up, it, he had texted me and said, okay, like, do you want to hook up again tonight? And I was like, yeah, sure. Haha, -ha, I'm not busy. 
And he said, okay, I think it would be really hot if you were blindfolded, like when I like came in and you were just like ready to like have whatever happen. I was like, okay, that could be fun. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess let's do that. And so I like didn't have anything to blindfold myself with, but I just like grabbed like a necktie and was like, (laughs) like, yeah. Um, And just like hoping that I wouldn't get like strangled with it, (laughs) you know? Yeah. (laughs) But um, it's a big trust thing and so i have my like little blindfold on and um he like comes in and we like start fucking and like in the middle of it at one point and it was like fun and like nice I, it wasn't the first time that i had been blindfolded or like you know not been mm-hmm. able to see while i was like having sex so it like wasn't like new to me but it was still fun mm-hmm. i guess for him it might have been new um because he was having a real good time and then mm-hmm. eventually um i guess my foot was already like up by like his head and he just kind of like tilted his head over and started sucking on my toes oh my just yep and it wasn't something that i had thought was gonna happen or expected to happen because i have no any sort of anything for feet you know yeah like again it's like if someone was really wanting me to rub my feet on their dick i would you know i would because why not you know it doesn't hurt me to do it and like Mm -hmm. if it makes them feel good then like why not and Mm -hmm. make it sexy like (laughs) (laughs) um but it just i wasn't expecting it and so like it started happening and i think i kind of went like oh what (laughs) like just like that like what (laughs) and then just like everything stopped and he was like was that okay and i was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then, like, yeah, we kept going. But then after that, I think that kind of put him off because I didn't hear from him again after that. Just because uh-huh. I probably, he didn't like being laughed at. And, you know, Aww. that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but also, he just, he kind of sucked on my toes without me being ready for it. So I don't feel that bad. Yeah. I mean, if he really wanted to suck toes and gave no warning and you laughed, I feel like. Maybe it just wasn't you know, meant to be. I, I didn't yeah. go, ew. Yeah. I didn't go like. <laughs> you didn't shame him. <laughs> yeah, I was just, yeah. But so anyways, that happened. And then cut. that was like probably a year or two ago. Uh-huh. And then cut to uh, pretty recently. Um, what I thought was the same guy hits me up mm-hmm. um, on Grindr. And then it turns out that it's not the same guy. It oh, is my. his identical twin. And um, in my brain, I thought, okay, I am willing to entertain this, but I have to decide right now, is there going to be any sort of me telling him that I have already had sex with his brother slash already know what his penis looks like? Because they're identical twins. Oh, no. And I just decided, no, probably not. I don't see that going anywhere good. Um, And, you know, I'm not endangering anyone by not telling him that I haven't, that I've slept with his brother, you know? Yeah. I, I don't figure that's something they talk about with each other, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine that. Just because, like, I don't talk about that stuff with my siblings. And so uh, we ended up, yeah, like, hooking up a couple times, and it was pretty fun. Um, but so then just, like, I had to go and tell, because it was someone that uh, <laughs> knew a lot of people from, like, um school of a lot of people that i knew and so it was like oh god this is burning me up inside because i can't tell anyone that like i fucked these two people that like everyone knows and their yeah. siblings and like <laughs> secret i know yeah so it's like this is the only <laughs> medium i have to put it out yeah. there so 
you talked about being a versatile gay and being willing to both like top and bottom and explore new things. Mm -hmm. How are those experiences different for you? And do you feel like you have a preference? Hmm. Uh, Yeah, I would say um, as much as people don't really want to buy into it, because obviously it's like this isn't like a hard and fast rule for anyone. Mm -hmm. But I would say like whenever you're topping, you usually have like a lot more license to kind of like be the really active person in that like um, situation. And so Mm -hmm. you generally just have a lot more control over like what positions you guys are in unless like your partner asks for something specific. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of the time, like if someone's like wanting you to like be like just like virile and like then you just kind of like do whatever you want and they usually roll with it and it Mm -hmm. like it's really fun that way because it's you kind of just get to like be calling the shots yeah um and obviously it's not always that way sometimes you get really bossy bottoms that are like i'm gonna get fucked (laughs) this way and like that's fun too yeah sometimes it's fun (laughs) to get bossed around yeah um and then yeah i would say like sometimes yeah with bottoming it's the same thing where it's just like when you do bottom, it's like you kind of are like putting some trust in the person that's like topping. You're like trusting them to like do a good job fucking you. You're trusting them to like understand that like whatever position you're in, like what kind of like <laughs> torque or like adjustments you need to make to like really like get synced up right. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. And then sometimes you get people that like want to do both like flip around and stuff, which is also really fun. I think yeah. that is m- the most fun to me is when you get someone else that is just as ready to try whatever and so you guys can both and it's like fun because you have the same equipment so you know it feels good already on like all over mm-hmm. you mostly and so that becomes a really fun game of like when both parties are really like open to being like versatile or whatever it's really fun because then you kind of get into this sort of like sometimes you get into like wrestling matches where it really just becomes <laughs> about like oh i'm gonna pin you and like ah, uh, like uh, it just becomes very like kind of like weird erotic like greek oil wrestling or something that's on brand yeah exactly <laughs> will you paint a picture for people that don't know what you're talking oh about oh my gosh so jonathan has all of these beautiful photos of is it all greek it should all be erotic Greek art or erotic Roman. Actually, I think it's Roman because I think my friend gave it to me when she went to, yeah, she went to Rome and she came back with this. So it's all erotic Roman art. Yes. So we're looking at tiny pictures from a calendar that have just been posted up on this wall. It's all of dicks or it's all of people fucking. Yeah. Just like sex. This guy's dick curves up and there's like a, like the head is super round. It looks like a lamppost. His dick is bigger than his leg. His dick is like, (laughs) hello, what's going on over here? Yeah, it looks kind of like an ice cream cone. These dudes are having a great time. Uh Uh-huh. Indeed. This dude's dick is like all the way out. He's like pulling his robe up. He has it like... He's like a dick puppeteer. Like a marionette artist there's a lot of weird shit going on anyways but this is what's right (laughs) over my bed yeah so now you have that image in your mind (laughs) anyway so in between when you first started having sex and where you are now uh what do you think that you have learned about yourself and about sex and Hmm. relationships I would say that, do you remember, um, 
Katie Wells from high school? I do. So her mom told her something that she repeated to me that for some reason has always stuck with me because it was just very true to me. Mm-hmm. And that was that dating is not necessarily about finding your one right person. It's about learning about other people, but also learning about yourself and learning about what your boundaries and your limits are with people and what you can and can't handle in a partner. And I think that to an extent applies to, you know, just like any sort of like sexual experience or like the relationships you form with people are meant not only for you to just like, you know, forge a relationship with someone and grow closer. Cause that always, always, you know, to me, at least the number one priority for like getting to know someone or spending time with someone is that you find that person engaging mm-hmm. to me. The second part of why I choose to spend my time with the people that I do is that not only are they engaging to me on a personal level, but they also make me ask questions about myself and they make me learn about myself. And I think that um, any good productive relationship between two humans has that at the core of it, of learning about each other and learning about yourself at the same time. And so I think that is what I've learned partially through life and partially through just like having a lot of sex with a lot of different people and learning about myself and learning, okay, I do like that. And I don't like that. And I, you know, we need to establish boundaries at this point or that point and, you know, trying different roles in sex and putting different roles on and learning about how each um, little thing kind of like can influence how a person reacts and really learning to read people really well, I think has been mm-hmm. a lot of um, me growing up, yeah. I would say as a little gay boy. <laughs> That's cool. Um, you talked about how you had been in both like exclusive relationships and gone through like being friends with benefits with people and hooking up with people. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little bit about how those experiences are different for you? Sure. Um, First of all, it's whenever I start to get into those kind of situations, I have another thing that I've learned since, um, you know, I started delving into dating and sex and stuff is that it really is to your best benefit. To me, it's like you have to approach it like... (laughs) I don't know, like a lawyer or something of just like making sure that you put a disclaimer about what you are looking for in a person or a partner at the time with whoever's approaching you, just so that there's absolutely no miscommunication from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Because if someone gets the wrong idea about what you're looking for, it's just going to end with someone getting their feelings hurt. Yeah. And that's not fun for anyone involved, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I've gotten my feelings hurt by guys guys have gotten their feelings hurt by me and it always was because one person didn't quite get what the other person was really looking for at the time yeah and so i don't know i think that has made me more empathetic even to being broken up with where it's just like usually i'm when someone does decide to end a relationship before i would have been ready to i try to be more empathetic and understanding and not necessarily just react by getting angry mm-hmm. um and then as far as the difference between those relationships that was a complete me getting sidetracked no it's Um, But I would say like my, I've been in, I would say one really, really intense relationship. And that was the first one that I was in. And that one was all over the place. There were good and bad parts about it. And you and I just have friends have talked about that a lot and we don't need to get into all of it. But I would say that um, as far as that goes, I would say if I am really, really, you know, finding one person to be this person that I think is a suitable partner and not just someone that I can spend time with or hang out with or, you know, 
watch TV and have sex with, but someone that is legitimately someone that makes me think that I could actually spend a significant amount of time with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and then I become very much a romantic and I think I very much just become this person where it's like, I want to be monogamous and I want to be, you know, mm-hmm. with that person. And I really want us to work on understanding each other as best as we can. Yeah. Um, and then I, I would say that I had a couple of other relationships with people that maybe weren't as intense as that, but um, one of us was probably looking for something like that at one point, um, mm-hmm. and it might have just been a timing thing. I would say that there's two guys that I have seen where, you know, there was the possibility and there was the chemistry for something, I think, very significant. Um, and then it was just a timing thing of mm-hmm. either someone was graduating and leaving town soon or, you know, I in the case of that guy from Colorado, it was like, you don't really live here. So I don't know when you're going to go. And if you don't have a job living with me is not sustainable financially. Yeah. You know, it's so stuff like that where it's just like, we're just in the wrong places at our lives right now. Mm-hmm. It kind of sucks that we intersected at the time that we did. Yeah. Um, and then I would say as far as like friends with benefits, it's a lot more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like a good friends with benefits to me is someone that like I can hang out with and I can spend time just like shooting the shit with and talking to and like getting to know as like a cool person. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason or another, I don't really feel like there's a reason or a enough personality chemistry to really like move on to like going on dates and stuff mm-hmm. or like, I don't know. It's, I feel like if I'm with a guy that I feel is significant, then like, will naturally want to go do stuff together that isn't just fucking. Whereas like with friends with benefits, it's usually like we'll hang out at each other's houses and like do stuff, but also have sex. Mm -hmm. And it's just like like, a much more casual thing. And with that, it's, I'm not really possessive of anyone, you know, and I wouldn't want anyone to be possessive of me as long as we're all just being clear and safe with each other. Mm -hmm. I don't see a reason to be, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, to me, it's just like hanging out with your platonic friends, just like, you don't want to hang out with the same person every single day. Yeah. Um, just because no matter who they are, you'd probably get sick of them, right? <laughs> yes. Unless they just, you thought they were the one person that you could hang out with every single day because everyone mm-hmm. has one of those too, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I would just say like, yeah, the friends with benefits, it's more just like me knowing people that um, we both are probably like horny gay men and we also both like have a lot of common interests like you know, in TV or video games or something. So we can like hang out and chill out and like drink beer mm-hmm. or smoke weed and then like fuck around and then continue to hang out and maybe fuck around some more. But it's yeah. just like very like laid back thing. Yeah. Um, and then just like straight up hookups. I like don't really do very often anymore because like even when you're being safe, there's only so safe that just like hooking up with someone that like you don't really know very well at mm-hmm. all can be, you know. Yeah. So I don't do that as much anymore just because I, I don't know. I I'm just in a different place in my life right now. Honestly, like my libido, I would say has slowed down significantly now that I've been having sex consistently for a while. It's like, it used to be just, I was going crazy all the time, you know, like (laughs) when dogs are just humping everything, that's how I felt when I like first started having sex. And I was like, Oh my God, how did I never like start? What? (laughs) I'm so late to the game. Like how did I like waste so much time not having sex? when I could have been, um, but now that it's like, I kind of, you know, got my fill of that. Mm-hmm. Now I just kind of, 
it's when the mood strikes me and it's fine and it feels a lot healthier to just kind of be like more casual about it most of the time but um yeah i would say hookups i don't do as often anymore but those are usually kind of fun in that like usually when you're like hooking up with someone you're very very clear before you even meet that person what you're looking for exactly what you're looking for and like in how many different ways you're looking for it you know yeah that's interesting like i'm open to like swapping head and like only bottoming today or like blah 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 blah. it's like people will give you like Like (laughs) the rundown of like what they're looking for right now and so on one hand it like kind of makes things easy because then you're just like check 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 sure like that's fine with me okay let's go or like if you're like "Mm, no sorry like we like should probably use a condom like i'm not gonna just like (laughs) fuck a stranger without one yeah you know and then it's like then you know just like that person is probably gonna find what they're looking for somewhere else just not with me yeah you feel a lot less guilt too about turning people down for hookups because you're just like sorry it's just not (laughs) my cup of tea Mm -hmm. that's interesting Anyway, thank you for being willing to be on the show and for sharing your personal life with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for asking. It was a lot of fun. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Peak, which is hosted and produced by me, Robin. Our theme music was written by Johnny Manchild of Johnny Manchild and the Poor Bastards. You can follow us on Facebook or at our website, thepeak.blueberry.net That's thepeak.blubrry.net If you have a question or comment about anything we talked about today, or if you would like to be a guest on the show, send me an email at thepeakpod at gmail.com Thanks for listening!